Hello and welcome to Pretty Sure It's Pretty Cure. I'm Cure Jessica. I'm Cure Jade. And I'm Cure Frank. Cure Jasmine is out this week, unfortunately. We all miss her and love her and we're, we're sure we'll see her next week. But today, this week, we are going to be talking about episodes four, five, six, and seven of the first season of Pretty Cure. just in general did you have a good week how was your and what how did you feel watching these episodes <laughs> three of them i really liked and then the last one happened on i was like i'm glad that was the only one i'm glad that was the one i ended on no no i'm not glad that was the one i ended on um i really really liked one of the episodes like a, a stupid stupid amount of liked it so yeah it's a fun week yeah i didn't have a particular hatred for a single episode <laughs> so you know <laughs> all right um, we're doing things a little bit differently this week we're going to be trying to shorten our summaries and then we're going to ask everybody to give the episode a score or ranking um so let's hop into episode four a miracle the art museum comes to life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. It's such a beautiful, I love the titles. I really do. <laughs> That's such a, like, I love the, I love anime titles in general. They're always so, like, <gasps> yeah. like, over descriptive, which used to be a thing, I think. I read once. We're going to get a little off topic here, oh. but I read once the reason that anime titles are always so, like, long is because it used to be the way tv guides were set up you would only get the title of the episode it didn't have room for a little description and so like back in the day if you wanted people to tune in that this is also why like titles are often so spoilery and things like sailor moon yeah you know, like, uranus and neptune die <laughs> right and then because like, and you go, why did you tell me that at the beginning? But when you think about, like, if I'm looking at the TV guide and deciding what to watch, and I read that, I'm going to be like, well, I have to watch that. Yeah. yeah so no, that's that makes why. Sense. It's like when you read books from a certain time period where it's like the chapter in which X does Y, and that's it, the summary of the entire chapter. <laughs> yes. In which this happens, then this happens, and this happens, and this happens. And you're like, well, thanks. <laughs> that, that was everything that did happen. So why did I need to read this chapter again? Okay. It's like when I got annoyed in year 10 because our English teacher, he, we were reading of Mice and Men, he was like, read these pieces of paper first. And then it detailed the entire thing throughout. <laughs> and I'm like, why are we reading this? I wanted to read the book, but now I can't and enjoy it. Now I know how everything ends and it's terrible. Why should I read something that's as sad? Right. Please. All right. All right. Okay, we're way off topic. Off. 
so so we have this episode and it opens with them they're loading the bus for the field trip that was established in episode three which Their was field... so great because continuity <laughs> yes for the sake of continuity we have this field mm-hmm. trip they are going to the art museum the principal and vice principal are coming along, which is yes. pretty funny. <laughs> All right. This was another thing. So I think what this school is that we have like no safety precautions. We have uh, student teachers wandering around and now half of the administration, the principal and the vice principal go on a field trip with a single class. <laughs> Who is yeah, right? consent for themselves. They don't have protagonists. <laughs> So they're not important. Who is running the school? My favorite thing about this, the one thing that I noted is that the principal has this giant backpack. Yes. What is in there? Where does he think they're going? They're going to an art museum, not the, like, mountains. Sakai, you know, we gotta take a shot every time I see a bad picture. Uh, so anyway, that they're going on their field trip and they get they all get on the bus. On a public bus, again, another question is this is a school trip. Have you ever been on a school trip where you go on a public bus to this? Or is I that think if I have no, maybe once, but that was a very odd school trip because it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't uh the school only arranged for we took a weekend trip once. It was a very it was the a gifted program exclusive. Wow. Uh, and, and it you had we had to sign all sorts of permission slips and all that and and the school basically said like this is out like our teachers came along, but the school was like, This is out of our hands. And I'm trying to remember <laughs> if if when we were in Seattle we ever got on a public bus to get from one place to another, but I don't quite remember. I went on a trip on a public train once, but we were in sixth form, so that's different. Yeah. yeah. So maybe in, in Japan, it, it's like, yes, we're going on a field trip with a bunch of uh, preteens, and Does it's okay. Japan? Okay, wait. Real, real question here. Does Japan actually have any school transport at all? Oh, that is a good question. I don't think I've ever seen a school bus in anime. Yeah. Like, I always- I always think of school buses as an American thing. Like, yeah. somebody will, when we've gone on trips before, the school will hire a coach. It's, yeah. it's not a public bus, but it looks on the outside pretty much the same. Huh. Wait, yeah. so do, you, do you not have school buses in the UK? Do buses come and pick you guys up to go to school? There are school buses that take, deliberately go around routes picking up kids and stop at the schools. But they're not, like, oh. distinctly bright yellow. They'll just have a bus company on the side or whatever. Oh, so, like, you wouldn't know at a glance that it was a school bus? No. If they say, like, th- where they're going to, they th- I think they say the name of the school at the front, but not all the time. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. No, we have, like, <laughs> dedicated school fleets that are just for kids. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so maybe maybe Japan doesn't have school buses, so I yeah. take back any criticism about that. I yeah. mean, yeah, this is that's cool. Well, because I don't um, think members in, in, in anime, they're always taking the train or walking or roller Biking, yeah, yeah, or like running, yeah, and they're always so, late, but now that makes sense. 
It makes a lot of sense if you don't have a bus coming that's going to drop you off on time, yeah. which granted you can be late for the bus. And I often was, but <laughs> so anyway, they're yeah. taking the bus and right. um, while they're there uh, introducing the field trip, this cute girl, wait, I wrote down her name, Mayu Kachiwada. With the cutest freckles. With the cute little, with cute, a cute girl with cute little freckles stands up and starts uh, talking about how she wants everyone to take a look at a painting that they have by her favorite painter. With Mario. Too. Piccarini. Yeah, Piccarini. Mario Piccarini. <laughs> Who I, I actually paused the same episode and I'm like, I, is this a real person? And it is, in fact, not a real person. No, but they made up a painter. But we are doing this so that we can tell a a, a public service announcement <laughs> like lesson for children to learn by making up an Italian Renaissance artist or right? something. Like there, was, there was like, because she had so many details that I thought like, oh, is this an artist that like is someone's like pet artist, you know, on the staff? Like, oh, I really like this kind of obscure artist. And I was like, that'd be cool if they were educating kids tangentially about, no, it's not a real artist. But she talks about how there's a painting by her uh, favorite artist, Piccarini, and then somebody <laughs> says, uh, hey, did you steal the geese's hairstyle? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and they're all, and she's like, and it's just the cutest thing, and it's, it's like... cute. She's like, oh, yeah, sorry, it's just, I really admire you, and it looks really good. <laughs> And the geese is so cool about it. She's just like, no, nah, it probably looks better on you. So girls supporting girls about cute haircuts. So cute. Um, but and yes, also that... setting up a plot element for a thing. Exactly, which later. is why I'm like, oh man, what? why are we doing this? Other than to remind us that Nagisa is totes gay sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also want to note the principal and vice principal have a conversation here where they're like, didn't that girl used to be like really shy and never do anything? And mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, but ever since she joined the art club, she's been doing really well. And this is like PSA, fund the arts. <laughs> There's a couple of PSAs, but yes. There's a couple of PSAs, but this specific PSA is key arts funding, which is something I imagine people who make anime would believe in. So then we yes. go to Piss Lord. <laughs> uh, Piss Lord is, again, getting, you know, a good lecture about how he can't fail anymore. Uh, and this time he's getting the lecture from a bunch of cryptic shadows that would be more cryptic if we hadn't seen the ending credits where we yeah. have seen all of these character designs. But a bunch of cryptic shadows who are telling him that he's garbage. Uh, the only other thing I will mention about this scene that I, I was particularly struck by is that we had a delightful angle that, like, went down to his crotch level. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Obviously. Which, again, sort of goes back to, is Piss Lord the right name for him, or should we have called him the Goblin King instead? <laughs> Jareth the Goblin King. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh anyway so yeah they go to the museum yeah they go uh, to the museum uh they're looking around at all the art uh the bad they're reproductions hilarious, they're hilariously <laughs> trying to ask 
uh, he said, Nagisa. act like a, like a tour guide and she doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she eventually has to run away and hide to, uh, talk to Methel to tell him to stop being such a dillweed. <laughs> Oh, oh, and actually we forgot earlier, because this is an important continuation thing, is that Nagisa, uh, the Nagisa and Honoka made uh-huh. this cute, adorable book together to like, for this field oh, yeah. trip. And we get to see Nagisa's uh, drawing abilities, and it's super great. It's super cute. Oh and the God. kids are like, kind of making fun of her art a little, and I'm like, nah, it's adorable. Yes. So anyway, they're, they're, she's trying to tell Mebel to calm, calm his shit, and Monica shows up with Mithel, who also needs to learn to calm her shit. And while yeah, she's like, in the middle... Really, all they want to do is have sex in a public area around art. <laughs> right? As soon as they're both there, they both turn into their plushy like start rubbing butts. <laughs> And then you and Monica are like, you can't do that here. Like, don't do that here. <laughs> they just really, they just really want to go to Bone Town like all the time. <laughs> so they run away and then nagisa starts breaking like art yeah then then while trying to explain that they can't do that here because the art is fragile she breaks some art and then when she tries a a beautiful sort of ballerina-esque figure and then when she tries she breaks off the ballerina's arm and when she tries to put it back on she puts it back on the wrong way so it looks like she's scratching her butt Yeah, it's a classy episode. <laughs> yes, it's a very classy episode. And they see the painting by Piccarini. Um, and we get, this is where we learn because uh, Mipple, Meeple? Meeple? She sees the painting. Meeple. She sees the painting and she goes, oh, hey, this looks like really familiar. And that's when we learn that she's been here for a hundred years. Yeah, she that, looks really, really well for a hundred and some year old yeah. stuffed animal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, so actually, I was just realizing that, do you think she turned into a cell phone? Like, yeah, uh, no, they, they show her as a cell phone smacking this guy. <laughs> I had this thought of like, so she invented the flip phone like a hundred <laughs> years before the flip phone. Right. But now uh, we understand why why she was in a box in Japan. Yeah, because she's yep. been around a while. Yeah. No, that like it was like well at least that makes sense. No, I'm going to assume it's one of those things like in uh, Sailor Moon where it's like in the past a thousand years ago they were still wearing superhero costumes that looked like school uniforms from modern day Japan, and you just okay. kind of assume that like causality is the reverse you know like school uniforms are actually anciently based upon the legends of these you know warrior things and the flip phone was probably tangentially inspired by some ancient art of a flip phone that smacked a guy in the face a hundred years ago (laughs) and instead of phones being based on star trek communicators they're based on whatever these are yeah yeah that yeah, we'll sense. just assume that. It makes it makes <laughs> sense. It's just like in Steven Universe 
Garnet doesn't have a British accent. Britain has a Garnet accent. There you go. Oh, yep. Yep. That's just, you gotta assume. <laughs> right. So anyway, we find out she's been here a uh, hundred years, and initially she smacked this painter, Piccarini, in the head. And then we get um, Mayu comes and she sees that, oh, they're talking about the painting that she really loves, that is like her favorite. And we get that sort of the PS, the life lesson that children should learn, which is believe in yourself and believe in yourself. Right. Everything good will happen to you and you will be able to succeed. Yes. And then Piss Lord comes to the museum. Right. And how does he know to show up at this museum? No, no idea. But here's okay. the most amazing thing about Piss Lord coming to the museum. He comes to this museum. He starts turning everyone. He starts with the bus that he took there. <laughs> yes. He starts turning literally everyone into stone by just like looking at them intensely. I was trying to work out because in my mind it, it was like eye lasers, but it clearly wasn't lasers from his eyes. It was like waves. Yes. Yeah. Like, wait, like he sends out like a wave while staring really intensely. And everyone around him who he wants to turns to stone. It would it was it was the would be the kind of thing you would expect him to have done before now if he had this kind of ability. That is what I, I was like, are you serious? Why have you never done this before? And that if it's something new he's only just got, why doesn't he do it later when he's fighting? Right? I spent this whole episode being like, and like this rewrites re every episode of this and also episodes after this where it's like, if you can do this, why aren't you doing this? Like. Oh yeah, but then we don't get to have the, the fun thing where they're like, oh my gosh, everyone is turned to stone. Right, right. Putting those so, people that look kind of like our principal and vice principal. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So, so they run around and realize that everyone turned to stone, and it's very scary. Um, at this point, he comes across Mayu, thinking that Mayu is uh, Nagisa, and based on the haircut, which I based just based on was, the haircut, which actually just, makes kind of sense, right? <laughs> uh, and tries to turn her to stone, but instead she like disappears, right? Or maybe because she didn't or like he lost his temper and was like i will do something even more mean i will like throw you out of existence or something yeah, I, don't I don't know, know what his like right uh, anyway but so she disappears they find out everyone's turned to stone uh he faces them uh and summons his powers to start bringing all the paintings to life which is this also a power that he's had yeah well uh, yeah which is just delightful. And it was like, not even like fun stuff, but knights and elephants who are really terrible at doing what they're supposed to do. Right? So yeah, so the girls transform and start fighting all the knights and elephants and, you know, all the stuff. An evil lizard. An evil lizard. Well, it was know. like a, yeah, evil water lizard thing. Like, like an evil Nessie. Yeah. I spent far too long trying to work out how the water in that worked because it just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Magic water. 
Um, and then uh, he sucks all of the stone people into a tornado. Like plays, you do. Like you do. Right. Which, again, like, this episode is the episode of, like, wait, have you always had these powers? You can make tornadoes? Buddy. Buddy. <laughs> you know how everyone, this whole time everyone's been saying, you're doing a really bad job. And this whole time <laughs> I've been thinking, no, nah, he's doing the best. And, like, I can't imagine you could do any better. But now that I can see that you have all these powers, I'm kind of with everybody else. Like, oh, no, he's really bad at his job. He is like, I mean, really, th that was my explanation. It's like, oh, yeah, when they're like, yeah, he's like, he could be so much better. Now I understand that he is just the worst. Yeah, no, everything. he clearly has like no judgment, no skills mm -hmm. in executing. Like, he should be able to, with the resources available to him, do this. Uh, that said, um, the next sort of villain is almost worst. So... Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we will get there. Uh, yeah, so... He um... so all the people into a tornado, puts the tornado between himself and the cures, and says, if you attack me and it hits them and they break, you know what will happen? Like, they're, they're dead. People can't shatter and survive. And they're like, oh, no. What do we do? And then um, horny stuffed animals are like, dudes, you have magic powers. Yeah. And so they <laughs> hold hands and they have to sense when it is the right time to attack. And they use the force um, <laughs> to navigate the tornado and attack at the perfect time so that it hits the piss lord, but doesn't hit anybody else in the tornado. This is the point at which I thought, did he just die? Right, right, same. I was like, oh man, that was that was kind of a climactic ending for Pisslord. I'm I'm good with this because then he like goes up and he shatters. Supposedly, it looked like he shattered this beautiful glass ceiling. Only, in fact, the ceiling didn't get shattered, so I was kind of confused. But I'm and like, okay, this is the end. Ceiling, and then in the next shot, you can see like the colored lights from the beautiful glass ceiling shining down, and it's like. Like they, he, they very explicitly showed that glass ceiling getting shattered. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that they'd killed him. And we will find out next episode that they didn't kill him. But they do blast him real hard. Yeah. And then everybody gets turned back into people. And they're running around looking for Mayu. And it turns out Mayu is in the painting with Pecorini. And it's implied that, like, somehow the spirit of Picarini protected her. Oh, was that what the impression was supposed to be? I that... think that was the impression. Like, they were like, oh, well, he must have, like... Saved her or saved something. Saved her, yeah. That, that makes more sense than just magically got transported there. So I'm good with that. And then we get the button at the end of the episode that there are people looking at the adjusted ballerina statue. Yeah, saying, oh, brilliant. Man. it's brilliant. This is the best work of art ever, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's accurate. <laughs> uh, all right, and that's yeah. episode four. Uh, mm -hmm. Frank, what are your thoughts about this episode? 
I I love this episode. Like I put like so many notes about it, and I just I had a good time watching it. You know, <laughs> I I put I wrote like ten out of ten check of gun points because like everything in that episode had a point to it. There was like it was going to be used later. Well, almost everything. So like the haircut was mentioned. The vice principal and the principal made them aware that. Um, Piss Lord was putting people to stone. It was just a nice, clever episode. Um, but only like five out of seven magical, I mean, five out of seven magical girl points because like they used the same attack and their magic powers were like, feel the force. So. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a clever solution like we've seen yeah. before. It was just like, use your feelings. Yeah, the power of love. Jade, what are your feelings overall on this episode? Yeah, it was fun. I forgot we were doing ratings and don't have specialized ratings <laughs> like that. You can make one up. They yeah, don't make one make up, sense. really. Yeah. Six out of seven pieces of weird ballerina art. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> and what did you think? Um, I thought it was really fun like really fun and I really liked the you know new character of the week she's a super cutie I do have to give this like negative seven underutilized superpowers (laughs) no that's fair that's fair (laughs) like it's a cute episode if you haven't seen any of the other within context of the entire series, though, it's an episode that adds a huge question mark to everything that came around it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that's, that is episode four. And so I guess it's time to get into episode five. Episode five, mm-hmm. Serious Trouble, A Desperate Piss Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was the title. I mean, bizarre, but a desperate piss lord makes it so much better. <laughs> I feel like that should be the title of this episode. A desperate piss lord. So this episode opens with uh, Nagisa having a nightmare. Um, Mepple wakes her up. He's hungry. <laughs> Because really, his life is more important than this, like, 14-year-old girl having nightmares because this, like, (laughs) fucked up man keeps, like, trying to kill her. Right? (laughs) And Nepal is, once again, uh, a giant (laughs) asshole to the chef, which is... (laughs) I genuinely like how much Nepal is, like just an asshole. Like, he's just, like, not... There has been, like... Nothing redeeming. Like, nothing about him is nice. He just is awful to everyone. It's great. He's entirely self-interested. Just, <laughs> like, there's no point where, like, you get, like, a soft moment where it's like, oh, he really cares about about Nagis. Like, no. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> no, he cares about Mipple and the horny times that he's, he will have with her. That is it. Yeah. 
I'll and also get food, but specifically the food. He... I mean, even and... even when he's nice to Mipple, they've had a conversation where it's like, no, I deserve to go out with her. It's... Right? <laughs> uh, he's terrible, but there's something about that is just so because I'm so used to Magical Girl series where they have like you know the little mascot character and like the relationship can be like stern or comedic or like goofy or whatever, but like there's always like. Oh, but they, this person is wise and knows better than me what's going on and can be a mentor in some ways. You know, like, Kiro cares about Sakura a lot, even oh, when yeah. he's being, you know, even when he's being kind of goofy. And, like, Luna can be strict and mean, but Luna really, really cares about you. And, like, then you have this, and it's like, no, I don't know even that he, like, he has, like, no wisdom to offer. He's really bad at, like, keeping track of even his own stuff. Like, anyway. Um, yeah. So he wakes her up, and then after we get, you know, everybody's having some breakfast, and we get back to Piss Lord, who is mm-hmm. talking to the Dark King, the giant, giant chain man, who, you know what I just realized? Mm-hmm. Looks like uh what's the name of that mountain? Is that oh, mountain? Yeah, he does. You're right. I, I do keep expecting the, the, the bald mountain music to be playing in the background whenever yeah. he's around. There's um, a name for that thing, isn't there? The Chernabog. Chernabog! <laughs> the Dark King who looks like Chernabog. There you go. Alright, we have now uh, he is officially now Chernabog. There you that's go. calling him Chernabog. That's more fun than the, than the Dark uh, King. Right. Um, and then we get to find, I mean, actually, I'm starting to feel a little sorry. I almost started feeling sorry for Pisslord, which is a good thing that he ends up, spoilers, dying at the end of it. Because, like, even his little support group of villains is like, this guy is the literal worst. They're not wrong. <laughs> Oh no, I know, but if you're even your fellow villains are like, yeah, you are the worst, and not in a, like, oh my gosh, we're so afraid of you, and you are evil and terrible. No, you are worse, like, like a two year old, like a five year old. Like, yeah, like, they're all just like snotty gossiping about him. They're all yeah. like, uh, I mean, he tries, but is he really like any good? Mm-hmm. Like, the one, there's the one girl who says like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he's hot, but. <laughs> But is like, is that it? Just that he's hot, which I, I appreciate. I know. I I totally get why he would join, and just they would make him join because he's just hot, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nagisa is being led once again by Meple, who wants to go see Meple really badly, and she's trying to explain, like, you can't just drop by people's houses and expect them to be home and able to accommodate you, right? <laughs> And all Meeple is like thinking about is like sex times. Sex times, sex times. It's been like twelve whole hours. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but all the way there, she runs into uh, Fuji, mm-hmm. the cute boy, and she's Aww. all like, "Oh no, he's cute." And Neville's <laughs> all like, "Well, I mean, when I think someone's cute." I just constantly chase after them and we dance around together with each other and we straight go to Bone Town. <laughs> so why don't you do that? <laughs> Say something. And she's like, no, that's not how it works. You weird little alien cell phone thing. 
<laughs> they go, they meet up with Honoka, who also has been being pestered to uh, to get, get to Bone the, Town. Yeah, to <laughs> take the plushies to somewhere where they could go to Bone Town. Chutaro is there. This needs to be noted because Chutaro is the best character. Yes, yes, the dog um, is there. <laughs> I was like, dog, dog, dog. <laughs> and like in this weird sort of role reversal the nagisa and honoka are like chaperoning them on a date it's very odd yeah they go to the park and then just like as plushies out in the open they're just like running around playing in the park yeah it's just... and it's like <laughs> is no one gonna notice that like they're like i would notice that looks like a sentient plushie playing in the park <laughs> maybe they figure it's a robot like it's japan they're robots right but while they're at the park anyway. they start talking about relationships and boys and do they like anybody and and i'm like yeah so now you don't neither of you have a boyfriend so you can date each other there yeah you're oh, talking really in this conversation uh <laughs> And then they are harassed by two uh, fuckboys. Yeah. Which reminds you yet again that getting into a lesbian relationship is the best <laughs> of all possible things because boys are the worst. Um, and so they avoid the two fuckboys. Hanukkah actually steps up on that too and calls them out. And it is like the best thing because I was totally not expecting her to like yeah. cuss them out. And She's sort of... <laughs> She like she like is like y'all are being really rude. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really good. Um they go out, they argue about where, where to eat. Eventually they end up going to get takoyaki from a stand where an alumni of Nagisa's lacrosse team mm-hmm. has a takoyaki stand. And so they get some takoyaki and then they go clothes shopping. Uh and like like it's like also it's sort of like this weird also date not date sort of thing and like it's a date not date right and like right they are now friends now and they're like no we are just not friends that hang out with each other and it's like no no you are now friends officially yeah there's a uh, lot of Yes. Uh, I was going to say the other thing, the only thing about the dress shopping besides that it was super cute and just darling was that um, Meeple and Mipple, once again, if there's a public area, start right. making out. It, no, because they open up the dressing room and they're there interesting and they're like mad to have been interrupted. And it is so, it reminded me of In The Sims 3. Yes, woohoo in public was like an option, and it was like they'd get like special reward points if they successfully woohooed in public without getting caught. And you'd always do it in a dressing room stall. Like, you'd always be like, Here you go, Sims, go woohoo in this dressing room stall. And then they'd get like their whole like, woohoo, we were sneaky like moods. Like, and yeah. I was just like, Oh, you guys, no. don't take dating advice from the Sims. They have this whole, I also like this whole date thing because they spend a lot of time sort of highlighting how these girls are different and whether Mm -hmm. or not that is a problem. And like, it's clear that they're both more self-conscious about it than they have to be. Right. And so then uh, Nagisa, Nagisa, Nagisa. Nagisa, yeah. (laughs) Uh. that 
realizes that she forgot to um, return, I think it's a scarf, like a little a handkerchief or a little something. handkerchief to Honoka, uh, runs home to try to return it, but Honoka's not there. And that's because we've seen Honoka has been cornered by the Piss Lord. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And Meppel's it- like, I said something really bad. Well, Anagi says, like, is it the is it more like terrible um horn dog mouth breather boys? Yeah, like last time you said something bad, it was just like some fuck boys. Are you sure? (laughs) Is it fuck boys again? Because really, I could go home. (laughs) Right. But uh but she looks around for Honoka, can't find her. I sit going home and Meffel's being ridiculous. Meanwhile, Honoka is facing down Piss Lord on her own. Without any magical powers. It's, uh, super nice. It's super, like, it is, she's doing, she's holding up, like, really well. Just, like, because yeah. she can't transform mm-hmm. because she's alone. And the two of them need to be together to transform. And so, just, like, on her own power, she is, like, facing down Piss Lord and being like, No, I'm not going to give you this magical cell phone. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna and, let you win. And stop your your entire like thought process is bad, and you should feel bad, and it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, like don't you ever care about other people? Like I don't. Sorry, I don't understand. What? <laughs> like, this is never. What What are these other people? Other people. <laughs> Why? That does everything. I everything that happens needs to be directly important because of me. Everything, yeah. So it was great. Um, and then uh, Nagisa eventually like shows up, like using the power of like love to do it or friendship or whatever. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, she shows up. And, but by the time she shows up, he has gotten hold of Mithil. Mm-hmm. He has the cell phone. And this is when he is really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Where has he not been, though? <laughs> More dumb than usual. Like, <laughs> like his, his co-workers totally have a point. He clearly doesn't want this enough. Because... Yeah. He- Listen, he told him this is his last chance. So this is clearly the time for a fair fight. Yeah. <laughs> where does this like sense of like honor come from? Because he has one of these phones, and he has both the girls there, and he has established the power to just turn people to stone and bring and, tornadoes and bring. Tra- and instead, what he does is say, no, come at me with all your power. I want to win against you fairly. And he gives Mipple back to Honoka. Yeah. And it's like, dude. Well, and it's one of those things that I hate. Like, it, when I, it's a, I think it's a writer thing when it's like the writer got themselves stuck in a corner and they realize that they can't figure out a way that, that the good guys can win otherwise so they have to have the bad guy like basically be honorable and it's like but we've never seen this from this guy ever before but you can't (laughs) think of a clever way to write yourself out of this so okay right like oh it's it's a very weird moment and Uh, 
and his lord's co-workers are 100% correct to like doubt his dedication to the cause because like even though he did, his life is literally on the line and he still can't be bothered to like actually try to win right so so they transform and then they're fighting and it should be noted all of this conflict is going down in like a construction yard and like a rail yard and like yeah I did it. I like the train stuff, actually. There was some fighting on the train that was really just nice. Yeah. There are also quite a lot of explosions. Once again, you wonder who's going to end up putting, like, <laughs> who's, who's footing the bill for this? So, yeah, they, they, I mean, in essence, they, like, they obviously defeat him. And I said that it's like they use the power of empathy to destroy Piss Lord, which. <laughs> so they have this cool fight. There's, like, stuff on a train and lots of explosions. And then eventually it sort of ends up being that thing, you know, that thing that happens in everything where you have, like, the one beam of power meeting up with the other beam of power. And mm-hmm. whose power not, beam? He just puts his hand out, though. He just <laughs> he right. it with his hand. <laughs> he doesn't even use both of them. He just uses one hand. And it's like, yeah, that should be enough. he was done like last yeah. episode he was like I gotta put on a show yeah. but maybe really I'm done <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like who do I want to get I, no matter what I'm gonna die I'm either gonna die like from uh, by cute girls I'm gonna get killed excruciating by uh, Chernobyl a Chernobog so he's like yep done cute girls it is so yeah, so they hold hands. They tell him that empathy and love is the best, and that his way of thinking is the worst. And then they fucking just like end destroy. him. Yeah, they just end him. Yeah. They dissolve him in a beam of their magic. Yeah, and it's really <sighs> impressive and very like wow. You know what never happened in Sailor Moon in Sailor Moon in the nineties? No, in the in the manga they like burn oh, their the- enemies alive all the time right but, right <laughs> but in the anime they had like this weird rule almost against the girls ever really being the ones to to make the killing blow against like the sort of repeat have actual lines villains you mm-hmm. know so like jedi gets run over by his own jet plane or <laughs> Jeez. Or, you remember that? I love it. It's still one of my favorite ways of getting run over by a jet plane. Wow, that's uh, that's amazing. I love it. And I get run over by his own jet plane and trying to remember how they all end up either Barrel kills them or they are hoisted by their own petard and die (laughs) that way. In this, the girls just blast him. Yeah. They just, they're like, no, we're done with you. And they destroy him. And after he's destroyed, a little his necklace falls to the ground. And it, it winds up being one of the prison stones. And then we're left to do a little bit of math about how many villains there are left. We go, oh. <laughs> we, we know there's five total. And we're like, ah, so we're going to go through this four more times at yeah, least. Yeah, four more but... times we're going to be one of these people. They're going to drop a prison stone. Yeah. I like I like uh they have this point that I kind of took note of uh when 
Mipple and Mepple see the destroyed piss lord, like the little necklace, and they're like, oh, that's important. They, they go like, oh, he has returned back to the world of darkness. Like, he's been returned to darkness, which is what he originally was. And I'm like, are all of these villains just a bunch of darkness formed around a prison stone? Uh, maybe. Is that... Yeah. Well, what, what kind of life is that? <laughs> What kind of what sort of nasty prism stones are these? Like that cause <laughs> piss lords to be made. Anyway, anyway. So to get the first prism stone back, the green one. Yep. And that is episode five, the end of piss lord. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I gave that one like a, a like a six out of seven magical girl power because they defeated a villain. But like, yay. yay! But like, two out of seven because the way to defeated it was kind of like they used the the attack they've used the entire time. There wasn't a new attack. There wasn't even a like a super powerful attack, right? Because of the power of friendship or whatever. It was just one of those. We're gonna hit you really hard this time, <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna be dead. The end. Did you have any thoughts? Uh, not really. I'm trying to cope with a vaguely amusing rating. <laughs> you know what I just realized? Mm. What did you realize? I just realized because their images are up on my computer right now. Mm -hmm. The symbols on Mipple and Methyl mm -hmm. are the Venus and Mars symbols, but with more hearts. Are they really? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> That's adorable! Oh my gosh, that's a nice Sailor Moon like, reference. She has, she has like Venus, which is like girl, and he has right. like Mars, which is like boy. Nice. I never noticed that that's what's on their foreheads. Like huh? you have to look because it's not you need it. They just kind of look kind of blobby. Yeah, yeah. But having a moment to look at them—that's clearly what they are. Nice. All right. So then, what uh, besides that? What is your um? <laughs> rating on this episode uh i give this episode 11 out of 10 badass magical girl points because yeah. they actually killed the villain mm -hmm. uh i give it four out of three out of ten two out of ten competent villain points because <laughs> seriously what what the hell dude he's really bad he's really bad <laughs> at his job yeah um but then we get into episode six which is like I enjoyed this episode. Um, I I like this episode a lot. <laughs> yes, this is. Um, I know it has a fancy name, a fancy title, but I called it the Bear Episode because bears. Bears, it's the Bears Episode. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Episode <laughs> six: A New Darkness! Exclamation point. The bear, bear and the dangerous forest. Yes. Uh, and in this episode. Honoka and Nagisa go on a hike. And Honoka is wearing like the cutest hiking outfit. It is just, it's like flannel and, and pockets and it is just so adorable. So I'm just putting it's, that out there. It's I was super just... cute. Yeah, so yeah. it opens with them on the hike and then we get flashback about how they wound up on this hike. Um, and it's Nipple <laughs> and Nipple explaining to them like, oh, the prism stones are supposed to go into this thing called what is it called the something hopish prism hopish yes i prism hopish and best name 
the print like it sounds so i love the ish because it sounds vague (laughs) it's not it's not actually hopeful it's just hope ish hope ish it's uh, kind of hopeful ish yeah (laughs) it's more like general good vibes than hope right (laughs) so they're they're they need to put the prism stone in this prism hopish, which Bethel was supposed to have. Which we find out why Meeple is like a total piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out that like upon entry, he lost it. Because he's a piece of shit. Because <laughs> he's absolutely useless at everything. Uh, <laughs> they go to the library to try and figure out where he might have dropped it. Uh, they, so they're just, like, showing him photos of, like, atlases and tour books and stuff, being like, does this look correct? Does this look correct? Picture of a lake! Oh, this picture <laughs> of a lake. And he's like, and a totally accurate thing. It's like, I don't know, it's a lake. And this kind of looks like a lake. This kind of looks like a lake. It's like, oh, also, and, and Mipple is, like, super pissed at him. He is getting no sex ever <laughs> like he is not even getting like hand jobs at this point it is done right yeah no and they keep disrupting the people in the library who are, why are you shouting but it's not them right so eventually in the great big book of lakes which is apparently like i don't know what it's actually called i just have a book that's like a bunch of pictures of different lakes in Japan, which is well, very convenient that it, it was in Japan. Uh, yes. Well, that, that's fine. I mean, I live in Wisconsin where I suspect I could find a big book of lakes of the Midwest. So <laughs> I accept that premise. No, it's probably a real thing. Yeah. But but... They find a great big book of lakes and they identify the lake where he thinks he dropped the prison hopish. Yeah, but he um, find the book on accident because they fall Nagisa falls off the chair into a pile of books and it's the one that he happens to see there. Right. right? <laughs> <laughs> like if they hadn't have been so ridiculous, how long would this have taken them? <laughs> That's true. And like how many long. different lakes would they have gone to without finding the prison hopish? Like <laughs> So then uh, we get uh, Nagisa preparing for her hike and her little brother's like, like her mom's like, be really careful, you know, and her little brother's like, ah, nah, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Go go fall off a cliff if you want. Uh, (laughs) And once again, I'm also questioning like, parents, you are letting a preteen child with, I mean, grant you, it's a girl child, but still, and she's like, we're 14, but still, you're making her go off in the roads alone with another 14-year-old. Is there, like, no, like, chaperones? Or, like, is this world totally safe where you don't have to worry about that? And it's just like, nah! She's going to take a walk into a national park. It'll be fine. <laughs> to be fair, she doesn't mention where she's going. Uh, I mean... That's true. She that's doesn't true. mention that she's hiking. Yes! And her mom's just like, why... Why did she suddenly decide to go hiking? <laughs> right. 
What? I, I'm like, like I'm to not be sure. Sure. I used to go hiking unsupervised all the time, but we okay. lived on a great big uh, hill. So I didn't actually, the reason I didn't need permission is because I could just like walk out my backyard and then start walking up. And right. Like, and your parents <laughs> like knew you had some basic like nature skills, presumably. Yes. Cause we lived in the middle of a bunch of fields. Right. <laughs> But like this is like a Tokyo or a city girl, maybe suburbs at at at, at worst. Like at, we're just like, yeah, go have fun at a place where there are bears. <laughs> bears. Uh so they uh so yeah, they go hiking. Mipple are having a lot of loud arguments about <laughs> Mipple is having Mipple is like, nope, you were you were still getting nothing. Nothing. And Mipple is all like, but but please. And once again, like the uh, the falling in the library that leads them to the right spot, they fall down a cliff that takes them like all the way down the hiking trail. Which, <laughs> once again, going back to my original question, what parent would let these children go out alone in the woods? This reminded me a lot of Card Capture Sakura because Card Capture Sakura has that cliff. That someone really build a fence on that in like three different episodes somebody's like fallen off of you know <laughs> you know your town cliff your town's got a cliff right, <laughs> right. the town cliff that people fall off <laughs> and miraculously survive from yeah uh <laughs> but they oh. they like just along this hiking happen to like stand on the wrong rock yeah <laughs> fall down this great big cliff and they really should have died but they seem fine well um, magic powers you know <laughs> uh then we get to the villains all talking about how pissed dead and that is hilarious <laughs> and the, the big one's like hey i'm gonna try this now all right, so should we like explain like what are the 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 the, the new five uh, no what is it four villains five villains we have there's left? four new ones right so we've got evil child um, we've got evil child who's just like a kid but evil uh, uh sexy lady who's a lady who is sexy and evil the big <laughs> one. Well, it looks like like a like a mountain troll kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, mountain troll, evil. Um, and, uh, like evil blue piccolo. Yeah, evil blue piccolo is a really good way to put it. It's much better than gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've a friend of mine has been playing the Dragon Ball Z game, so I've been getting like DBZ references again. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a blue evil Piccolo. Yes, I guess uh, a beginning Piccolo because wasn't he evil at the beginning? I don't know. Whatever. I think he was evil at the beginning. I yeah. I vaguely I remember that being a thing. Yeah, I don't know. He adopts Gohan and everything gets better, so. Right? <laughs> Which just, like, imagine, I love that 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 whole idea of a transition. Oh, man, remember that time that you were trying to kill me and everyone I love? But, hey, what are you, babysit for a while? <laughs> well, it's better than Vegeta, who was like, yeah. I, didn't you remember? Uh, I think you actually did kill me. That was good times. <laughs> Here, watch my kid. 
you watch my kid. I mean, I guess Buffy does the same thing with Spike and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. man, remember sp- you spent all that time trying to murder me? Well, you've got Don, right? Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, Good. cool. You've got Don. Uh, <laughs> like, the sister that we always knew I had? The sister that we had, has definitely been here this whole time. Uh, uh, anyway, so yeah. So, uh, Mountain Troll is next on our list of incompetent leaders. Um, yes. So they're and- still wandering around trying to figure out what to do in the in the woods. We we go back, Dickinson and Meckel and Monica and Nipple are all trying to figure out what to do. Do they sense anything? Where's the thing? When there's a baby bear! Bear! It is the cutest baby bear! Oh my gosh! And it actually looks like an actual bear, too. Uh, anyway, the bear is, like, in the river. On a log. On a, yes. And it is in dire straits, as bears are when they're babies and on a log on a river. Yeah, and this is when uh, Nagisa is, like, gonna save the bear and runs out <laughs> to save the bear. And she does... Uh, not a great job. It turns out she can't swim. So this is a good plan from the beginning. Um, But but it's like, you know what? If I couldn't fight, I too would save an adorable baby bear. Right? It would, like, just immediately. So they end up getting saved by a rock that is just conveniently in the right place. Uh, And the bear really does his best expression where it's like, seriously, fuck off, you crazy lady. I'm fine. (laughs) Well, I'm not fine, but really, you are not helping. So they manage to bring the bear ashore, which is when Mama Bear shows up. Uh, yep. And they're like, ah, which I would be like, ah. <laughs> I feel like they're not scared enough, right? Like, they go like, oh, it's a real, oh, good, they're reunited. And I'm like, yeah. y'all, 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 this bear, <laughs> y'all, you were near that bear's cub, y'all. <laughs> Well, okay, my only thing is that they are not obviously grizzly bears. They are like the nice gentle bears that are that are of Japan. Star bears. True. I forget. I forget right. Japan. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Right. So you you like, had grizzly bears and you're like, oh my gosh, bears are awful. Run. <laughs> like, yeah, you see a bear. Like, don't run because then you'll get the bear's attention. But like. Gate. Just yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just say- like you got like it's like the scariest thing that they will absolutely kill you if it feels inclined. And that's actually one of the things is like, I I know black bears, which are nice, happy bears, and then there are the horrifying grizzly bears that will eat you. So <laughs> that's right. I forgot that these this is Japan and not the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I, spend, I spent a whole lot of this episode being like, that's not good bear safety. <laughs> Well, that's still not good bear safety. Like, really, if you see a bear cub, even if it is about to go off a waterfall, it will be fine. (laughs) Good bear safety says don't go near the bear. So, uh... (laughs) Anyway. Mama and baby bear are reunited and start wandering the forest, and uh, the cave troll is like... (laughs) I'm going to go check out this rainbow world and see what's up. And just happens to wander right up to Mama and Baby Bear. 
Um, can we take note of the shot we get of him seeing this bear? It's like through his crotch, and you can see his legs. <laughs> it's definitely got rickets. Right? <laughs> like, I really didn't need to know how excited you are to see a bear. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he doesn't seem to know what bears are. And this That's again so- establishes that the Dark Zone has, like, no idea about anything because they're really excited about like electricity and vacuums and apparently also like bears and it's like i kind of feel like the dark zone needs to like chill out on its goals for a second and do some intelligence gathering and stuff there may be a better solution to their problems if they're willing to look into like you know some infrastructure some electricity Maybe so, like, maybe they don't need the prism stones. Maybe they just think they need the prism stones because they didn't know about like, electricity, about electricity, and, and the internet and culture. And, yeah, right. and like, here, here's some cord, it will give you magic powers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, maybe uh, there are better solutions. Dark <laughs> should be looking into this. So, right. anyway, he came from what's cave troll's name? I don't remember. I I watched this entire episode waiting for his name, but they don't give us his his name this episode. Really? It it starts with a G. I know that much. And I started calling him Get, uh, which I decided was not as funny as I would have liked it to be. So I am hoping that someone will find a a funnier name because I think it was like Get something or other. And I was like... God, you're just terrible. You don't even have a funny name I can make fun of. Rest in peace, piss lord. <laughs> right. Drago. There we go. Anyway, uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. he, uh, he finds these bears and is immediately like, "Yeah, gonna possess a bear." Um, and- Which honestly, you know what? I I I get the reasoning behind that because really look at that bear so yes and this is the first time we get zakenna possessing something that is alive already right up which is yeah up until this point zakenna has been possessing curtains and baseball and basketballs and and paintings yeah but this is the first time Zakenna possesses that is already alive. And so Zakenna possesses this bear. And the bear comes and attacks them. Uh, also, well, before that, also we get this kind of hilarious thing where where Mipple continue uh, as now not as moved on path like I hate you forever. I'm going to like shake a bitch now to <laughs> Meeple. Yeah. Like, like if we don't shy, if we don't find this Meeple, I'm going to shake a bitch, and it's going to be you. <laughs> and it's pretty much the best part. Uh, so it's a, it is a great episode. <laughs> Yeah, so the, they get attacked by this bear and by the cave troll riding the bear. They transform. Uh, oh, and we get this sort of, we now realize that uh, as terrible as Pisslord was, and uh, <laughs> cave troll might actually be worse because the, the, um, the evil bear goes like running past them. 
right? <laughs> just like, just like he doesn't know like quite how to control it or its speed, so he just like runs away. But not like they're running away. He just didn't know. Right. But the bear does come back. Right. They transform. Right. The bear comes back, and they're gonna fight. And this is when the cub shows up and they realize that bear is the bear from before. That's the mama bear. We oh, can't no. kill the mama bear. We can't kill the mama bear. What'll happen to the adorable baby bear? But when they realize that, there's this weird tension of like between Zakenna and the bear, like, like swat at the bear club, cub. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, is, is, it, is the bear going to hit the bear cub? Here's the thing is that, like, while there's this hesitation, the bear is totally, the totally goes for it. And the, the only reason the bear comes survives is because Cure Black saves it. Yeah. It's and it's like, sad. oh, that's I really, know. that's like brutal. I know. Um, so they have this big fight. Um, they use involves- a new, uh, yeah, they use a new magic technique, which has an even better name than Marble Screw. They use, oh, what is it called? Rainbow therapy. Rainbow therapy. <laughs> but also, this therapy involves pulsars, which doesn't seem like a good idea. No, no, no it seems no. kind of terrible. But I love the name for it, rainbow therapy. It's just like, yeah. It's so like they, the opposite yeah. of conversion therapy, rainbow therapy. <laughs> <laughs> It heals uh, you and also makes you gay. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so they, they, yeah, they fight the bear. They have this whole like woodland fight. Eventually they are like, well, what are we going to do? We can't like hurt the bear. And they get this new power, rainbow therapy, and it heals the bear so that the bear can just go back to being a good bear mama. And bear mama and bear cub are once again reunited and then they were facing up against cave troll he was just like bad at his job while all of this is going on he could also be like double attacking and instead he like falls off a cliff or like fall- no he falls down a bridge and it's just like <laughs> you- <laughs> we went from bat one incompetent like villain to like the wor- the second most incompetent villain it's pretty great yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So they face him down. They uh, marble screw him. Mm-hmm. Marble screw him into a wall. And he winds up with a giant buried under a bunch of rocks and stuff. And, like, not presumably dead, because you know what show you're watching. But I'm sure they were like, oh, he's probably dead. Right. Uh, <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, we killed two of them. Nice. We won't have nice. nightmares forever. Nice. And then in all the rubble that falls down, there happens to be the the prison hope ish. So that's convenient. <laughs> they found it. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Uh, so then we get the prison hope ish, and they put the first stone into the prison hope ish, and it summons a little guy. <laughs> Who I actually was like, is it a guy? Okay, because at first I was like, this seems very androgynous, so I guess we're using male pronouns? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but it's, uh... <laughs> if, if, if we're not sure, we'll just use they and it'll be fine. Yeah. But they summon, so they summon this cute little thing, like, hi, thank you for, you know, getting the prism stone and the hopefish. And they're like, here, have a diary. Here, have a diary. At your local store. For initially, I like, nine. initially... 
this this little this little buddy pulls out a manga. Yeah. Like, Here, this is for you. Oh no, wait, no, that's mine. Here. <laughs> This is for you. Yeah, this diary that you can find at your local store, and it's great. And but I really want to know, like, what manga? What? What? And it's just, it's delightful. <laughs> so yeah, and they're like, oh, you can write whatever diary, and uh, nobody else can read it. I guess. I guess, or something. So they yeah. get a cute diary, and then they get to go home. Well, they get a new card for the to call the. Yeah, they get a new card well. to call the to call the prism hopish mabob. But only once. I wanna know who's got it. I mean uh, we would hope they entrusted it to Honoka. Protagonist <laughs> powers being so probably Gisa. <laughs> <laughs> and because we find out later that Mipple has like a total crush on the Stone Guardian, so right. <laughs> I, she needs to get like. <laughs> I like the Stone Guardian. That's a good name. I swear that they had a name. I don't remember what it was. I wrote Stone Guardian. It might have another name, but uh, yeah, yes. But Mipple has a total crush on the Stone Guardian. Very cute. Yeah, and then they go, and the cane troll bursts out from under his rock and is like, oh, "I was a lab just under a rock." chilling and that's episode six jade what are your thoughts on the episode yeah 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 i did seven out of seven bear um and like six out of seven magical girl power because we got to see two two magical girl powers which uh, was pretty great I will say about the uh, the rainbow therapy, it's like mm-hmm. cool that they have a new power. The animation is literally exactly the same. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. It, it's not. And they are reusing the same stock animation. We still are running this like show on like $5 and a piece of gum. So <laughs> We're only six episodes in. It isn't time for new stock animation yet. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used all of that in the first episode. <laughs> Jessica, what did you think? Um, I give this episode um a a ten out of ten for fun hiking shenanigans. It gets uh a ten out of ten for product placement and toy sales. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also a 10 out of 10 for bears. So it's a 10 out of 10 all around. What a good episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's a great episode. I, really, like, yeah, it, it almost made up for the next episode, which was the lacrosse episode. Lacrosse. I like lacrosse. Well, okay. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I didn't watch I like watched nothing. I learned nothing about lacrosse, which is why it was a bad episode. I will say I will say about this episode where we learn nothing about it also easily easily has the worst animation of any episode we've seen so far. Oh yeah. Like the faces aren't even well. All right. All right. We'll get we should actually introduce. So we're on to episode 7. The title is not lacrosse. It is called or how to suggest a threesome with your best friend and cute um guy because that was what I got from the preview too. Uh-huh. It is called it's called this is pretty cure episode 7. A bitter lacrosse battle. A maiden's heart is so delicate. Right. My my title is better. 
your title is way better. How to suggest a threesome with your friends. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and lacrosse, I guess. And lacrosse, I guess. Right. Um, so this episode they're building up to there's going to be a great big lacrosse tournament. Right. And like now we see that Nagisa actually has a different haircut. Like she puts her hair in like this totally ridiculous thing where it's like, uh, like middle of the head ponytail. It's super weird and I don't understand it, but it's fun. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah but they're going, they're going to, they're, ha they're having a cross tournament. It is Verona, Verone, which is their school. Which, like, do you think that was on purpose for Shakespeare? I guess. Although we're not were... not really seeing, like, any other reference to, like, Romeo and Juliet, so. I mean, I you kind of get the two houses both alike in dignity in our two pretty cures. I can kind that's, of see where they would be, like, true. going. They that's would be true. going, like, look, they're, like, friends, but they're from different worlds. And it's, like, Romeo and Juliet. Only they're not, well, yeah. Except that their houses aren't feuding and, you know, really the illusion just being they're two people who normally wouldn't be friends. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, their school versus a rival school, uh, which I only note this, this is something I noted as I watch it, watched it because uh, what? The rival school is called like Otah <laughs> Okay. It's like O T A G J H. Jeez. And I'm, and I'm like, what? How what are you spelling? What is your school? Uh, <laughs> but this is a very big, very important game. And the geese is all set to be the star player. But then when the game starts, she looks into the sands because she's so excited to be featured on by her super girl, Honoka. But when she looks up at Honoka, Fuji is there. Mm -hmm. And Fuji and Honoka are friends and they're close. And what does this mean? What does it, it means, mean? It, I mean, clearly it means that it is time to start thinking about talking about how to do poly or polyamory. polyamory. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> time to discuss poly. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, but instead we get this whole conversation about Nagisa's like, oh my gosh, my my not kind of my work friend is crushing on my crush. Oh my gosh, it is the end of the world. It's the end of the like. Maybe they're already together. When did they get so close? But like, do I have a rival? And it's the right. whole thing where she like she starts freaking out about this, and so uh, she does not perform as well as she should and the best thing about all of this too is like the two of them uh, hanukkah and crush are like all they're talking about is how great nagisa is it's right like if she can listen in on their conversation both of them crushing on her like... right <laughs> which is another point for polyamory yeah so, so they lose the game and it's a real bummer and Afterwards, uh, Nagisa and Honoka are like, talking, and Nagisa sort of tries to gently be like, so, there was a guy. How do you... Nope, it's not important. I don't actually want details. And it's like, no, like, ask for the details. They will comfort you. But she decides she doesn't want to know. Uh, yeah, it's like, Nagisa, use your words. I know you know them. <laughs> 
but she doesn't want to give away her crush and right because she's super uncomfy and it's like part of the where i mean it's clearly leading up to the next episode where it's like are they actually friends or are they just work friends who kind of work together to not get killed by awful monsters so yeah so they get to the next lacrosse game and this one because they lost the last one this one they have to win or else they're not going to make it to the semifinals and their school has been in the semifinals for apparently years and years and years and years and it would be this big blight upon the school if they could not win so this one they have to win so of course oh. Oh, yeah, yes. and the yeah, and the VP is the one who's telling us, and everyone is the vice principal is the weirdest, and it is just delightful to know that in the universe he is the weirdest character. So that is just <laughs> delightful. Yeah, the vice principal is here, and he's super weird, and it is very delightful. So he gives them this pep talk. They go into the game, and as the game is just about to start, the cave troll shows up. Nipple and Honoka sense the cave troll showing up and they're like, well, we, and they look out into the world and there are all the explosions and stuff. And they're like, well, we have to go stop him ourselves because Nagisa has got this super important game. So we're going to go try to do this ourselves. And so they run off to do that and it goes not so great. And then Nagisa, uh... Although not as bad as it could be, because Gek's, like, reaction, Cape Troll's reaction to, like, not getting his way is to yell really loudly at that person, so... Yeah. <laughs> there's, no, there's not a lot of strategy with he's, he's He epitomizes a sort of bronze over brains yeah, I, uh... kind of archetype. So the game is just getting underway while this is going on, and that's when Methyl is like, hey, 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 Nipple's in danger, I can sense it, you gotta go. And so Nagisa's like, all right, I guess I gotta go. And right, there isn't even, like, a long, like, I gotta think about this kind of thing. No, no there's like, no hesitation. It, that was kind of the, that was one of the better parts, where it's like, yes, I don't have to spend, like, ten minutes watching her decide between game or saving my friend. Yes. No, I really, I genuinely, I really liked the fact that she was just like, okay, like, just priority was friends over, you know, yeah. the sports ball every time. <laughs> and it was just, it was, because I fully expected her to be like this whole, like, oh, no, but I'm, like, really needed here, and I don't, but she, there was no hesitation. She was yeah. just like, okay, well, let's go. Let's yeah. go, let's go, let's go. Um, so she runs off. And they eventually, they both meet up so that they can fight the cave troll together. They transform, uh, yeah. and they start fighting, and that's when the vice principal shows up. Yes! <laughs> because he noticed that Mesa was going, and he, he wanted to go tell her that she needed to be there at the game. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then we hear all about, like, all of the microaggressions um, the vice principal faces in his daily life. Well, because <laughs> what happens here is that the so the vice principal shows up because he wants to lecture Nagisa. It clear becomes very clear that there's like literally no sort of secret identity magic going on whatsoever because he walks in on them fighting as cure white and cure black and looks at them with complete recognition and says. Well, this isn't where you belong. <laughs> this is out of bounds. You need to return to your 
react at all to what's happening. Just like. And even uh, when he becomes like an evil Zakina like controlled thing, he is terrible at it too. All he does is like like call out Nagisa for not taking off her shoes. Right, yeah, because this is the point at which Cave Troll goes, like, oh well that's interesting. So he summons Kenna to possess the vice principal, and the vice principal turns into a big old monster with the exact same personality as the vice principal. Right. <laughs> He's even more grumpy about it now, though. Yeah, it's yeah, just like, great. Like a grumpier, stronger vice principal, but he's <laughs> like... Yeah. And even get, like, Cave Cole gets tired of all of his whining and, like, punches him. It's pretty great. Yeah, so, they're, so they get to have this battle. They heal the vice principal. Um, right. And... He's still just sat there complaining. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, yeah it's like the, it's like a very non non uh, action fight. They're just like, uh, we're doing this then. Do an attack on Cave Troll, and then go back to the lacrosse game where Nagisa now full of uh, vim and vigor and confidence. But on, on the way back is where they have the conversation where they establish that no Honoka isn't going out with the guy she's got a crush on. Yes. They, right, they on are. the way back, she's like, oh, by the way, that guy. She's like, oh, we're childhood friends. And so Nagisa's able to be like, oh, sweet, not a rival, it's an inn. An inn is better than a rival by a lot. Like, <laughs> and, and it's like, oh, yeah, that threesome is getting even closer. Yes! Yeah. And um... so, having been through all this, she goes back to her lacrosse game where they're fighting, they're fighting um, Butch Academy. And like the the and who look like the the buffest of lesbians. They look. I love them. Yeah. I'm sad <laughs> that they lost. I, I know, know who we're supposed to be rooting for, but really sad yeah. That they lost. Yeah. Uh, but they win, and everybody's very excited, and that's basically it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was that was pretty much it. Oh, oh, and we see that uh, Cave Troll does not end up dying because we haven't had the epic battle yet. And we see him floating on a lake, making a friend with a bird. Yeah, he's like floating off into the sunset. Yeah, Yeah, right. Floating into the sunset wherever they, you know, (laughs) blew him away to with their attack. And that is episode seven. Yep. Uh, So what are all of our voting and score for episode seven um so i did like three out of seven magical girl power and like six out of seven sports and everything is terrible and i hate it i mean you didn't actually have to watch lacrosse i know but i didn't come to watch mad i came to watch magical girl things i did not come to watch sports anime like don't don't be mixing my genres like this if i want to watch bad sports anime shows i've got yuri on ice i should be watching oh, come yuri on, on ice is so good i know that's what people keep telling me you haven't seen it no why not i because I work a full job and I go to school, oh, so yeah. I thought, I thought you were going to say you had some bias in sports anime, and I was going to be like, no, I, I, I actually, I actually, sports. It's figure skating, which is the I, best of all sports. I know, I know, really. I, I, it's like one of those things where I'm just like, yeah, I just need to sit down and watch it. So <laughs> I love figure skating. I'm so happy. Yeah, I 
the very first like preview like a year before it ever aired i was like i'm gonna watch this anime i'm gonna because i will watch any garbage thing with figure skating in it i have seen <laughs> so many garbage hallmark movies it's <laughs> like because like i the sports i'm with you on the sports balls in that right. like like i i have full respect for athletics and i think that like it can be made interesting I am not intrinsically interested, and I have no. a very hard time getting involved. Well, I grew up on, like, Mighty Ducks, which is pretty much, like, if you're going to give me the uh, the sports thing, I expect levels of, like, Mighty Ducks sort of hijinks, so. <laughs> but with figure skating, it's, like, absolutely the opposite. It is yeah, how yeah. garbage it is. I will watch your garbage thing. If I can, like, if you, if there's the promise of a few minutes of figure skating in it, I will watch it. So I was, no. like, all prepared to watch Yuri on Ice and for it to suck and for me to enjoy watching it anyway. And then it ended up being good. And that was, like, the greatest present that the gods could have given me was yeah. Yuri on Ice actually being good. So. Yeah. I, if we ever need to, like, take a break from Pretty Care, we can, we should watch Yuri on Ice. We can so. absolutely have a bonus Yuri on Ice sometime yeah jade what are your scores for this episode five out of five underrated teachers (laughs) nice nice oh and i would also give it like a one out of seven for communication because both of them are terrible (laughs) at like talking to each other like i was going to give it like a one out of a one out of ten for unnecessary little like yeah 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 (laughs) so that's it that is everything that we have for this week um Mm -hmm. next week we will be watching episodes eight nine and ten and discussing them any final thoughts from anybody only that it looked like episode eight is going to be another one of those girls use your words kind of episodes (laughs) (laughs) yeah we Um. have the preview for the next episode Episode and it looks it looks like it might be a like oh no they aren't getting along as a team yeah which is fine oh yeah i i like those episodes um, i'm better with that happening earlier rather than like so. well and inevitably like i always like them because like usually what will happen is like someone gets beaten up and then the other one comes to them and be like why did you do this and it's like because i thought you didn't like me and they're all like i do oh. like you you dumb piece of shit <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully we'll get some, <laughs> some characters affirming their love for each other, which is always nice. All right, well then I guess that is it for this mm-hmm. week's Pretty Sure It's Pretty Cure. I'm Cure Jessica. You can find me at timemachineliveblogs.tumblr.com. I'm Cure Jade. You can find me at theneptunevioline.tumblr.com. I'm Cure Frank. Um, you can find me at Frank at tumblr.com. And until next week, stay magical. Yeah. I, or I something. Like, yeah. <laughs> or something. Or, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Believe in yourself. Until next week, get you love, love, love. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it love, love mode? Yes, right. get you, get you love, love mode. <laughs>